For the member of First Assembly, I want to encourage you, let's continue to look to God in whatever situation that we are in. Now today, we are starting a brand new sermon series. It's called Work Life Series. Now the reason for this sermon series is because we want to equip believers for work, work life, and workplace in the midst of the pandemic, in the midst of working from home, and studying from home. And I hope that the teaching from the sermon series that we are going to run for four Sundays, including this Sunday, which is the first Sunday, it will give you a right and biblical perspective regarding work life and study life. And so, I hope that you will get the right motivation, instruction, and desire regarding your work life. Now, to start off this sermon series, I've invited Pastor Dr. Daniel Ho to share with us on the topic of influencing and transforming the working, uh, the workplace uh, for Christ. Now, Pastor Daniel is a founding pastor of Damansara Utama Methodist Church, or in short, DUMC in Malaysia, a church which he has been involved for the past 41 years, growing from a small church to now a big church. Now, a major part of his time nowadays is spent in mentoring uh, pastors, CEOs, business leaders uh, of companies, and uh, national politicians, even young working adults, sports people, and people in the music industry, entertainment industry. And also, besides preaching and teaching for churches or organizations around the world, Pastor Daniel also speaks for company function, secular audiences relating to leadership, culture, social and economy issues. Now, he also serves as advisors to several organizations and cooperatives and has also contributed to writing of several books and magazines. Now, today, Pastor Daniel, together with his wife, Doris, they are blessed to be grandparents of three lovely grandchildren. So church, let's put our hand together and let's give a big warm welcome to Pastor Daniel Ho. Hi, First Assembly of God, Kuala Lumpur. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. What a joy to connect with you, although not in person, but thank God for technology that we are still able to connect like this. I trust all of you are keeping well by the grace of God, that God has watched over you, kept you well, healthy and strong, and you press on to do the work of God, to be faithful to Him in all that you're seeking to bear witness for Christ. As you're working through this workplace series, I thought I would speak today about influencing and transforming the workplace for Christ. And so this morning, I want to take this from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 5 to 9. Let me read from the NIV. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear, and with sincerity of heart, just as you obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor and when their eye is on you, but like saves for Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord and not men, because you know that the Lord will reward everyone for whatever good he does, whether he is slave or free. And masters, treat your slaves in the same manner. Do not threaten them, since you know that he is both their master and yours in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank and praise you for your mercy, love, grace, goodness towards us, O God. Thank you for the way you watch over us and kept us well, even for all, O God, in First Assembly, Kuala Lumpur. Father, I pray you will take your word and speak and challenge us 
and draw us in response, I pray, Father, in a wonderful manner. Amen. Well, I think the first important thing is that you and I must have a right perspective about the workplace, about the marketplace. What we see or the kind of perspective that God wants you and I to really observe like this. Firstly, friends, that the workplace is the largest mission field in the whole world. Really. Why? Because we find that those between ages of some 25 to 65, and nowadays, as we know, people are getting younger, right, going to work because they finished university earlier. Or age 21, even 22, they've gone out to the workplace. So within that bracket of age range, between 21, 22, until 65, something like friends, you know, 55 to 60% of a nation's population is out there at the workplace. Friends, what a mission feel. Why? Because you and I know, isn't it, that most of the people out there in the workplace are not Christians. Like, for example, here in Malaysia, only 10% of the population uh, are Christians. 90% are not. And therefore, in a workplace, something like easy 90% could be even more who are not Christians. It's rare to find a workplace where more than 10% are Christians. What a mission field, isn't it? There is before us. You and I do travel very, very far, really. It is there at our doorsteps, okay? What a wonderful opportunity for us. Not only, friends, it's a great mission field, but the opportunities to influence and impact are huge, really. Why? Because... People at the workplace, you meet them Monday to Friday, right, for something eight hours, okay, for five days a week. What an opportunity, friends, that's so important for all of us there at the workplace. I wish myself to a pastor. I wish I could be at the workplace so that the opportunity to meet them Monday to Friday for eight hours easily, all right, is something, friends, this is amazing, isn't it, that you and I must seize, really. And that's my burden and concern. Why? Because Christians are not seizing these opportunities that are right there at the doorstep, right there before them, friends. That's my really burden and concern. For example, I was talking to this person who was involved in journeying and helping mentoring CEOs of companies. Now, he works for this organization, not a Christian organization, but so he brings along with him something like a dozen or so CEOs from different industries, and he will journey with them about the whole area of work, work ethics, how to run the business world, and so on and so forth, right? From a, okay, a secular perspective, as it were. But he's a very fine Christian. And so therefore, one day I asked him, how many people, by the way, have you led to faith in Christ? He said, none. I said, how could you do that? You've been leading these people for the last 15 years or so, you've not led a single one. I told him jokingly, of course, it is a sinful thing, my friend, not to share Jesus and lead them to faith in Christ. Here they are, right before you. What an opportunity, isn't it? And because of what I challenged him, thank God he has led a few to faith in Christ in this last few years, and two of them at least are today in UMC. But friends, you know, these are amazing opportunities that sometimes as Christians, we're not seizing them. How sad. In fact, what a tragedy, isn't it? But it's a third perspective you and I got to adopt, which is that when a workplace or marketplace is rightly influenced and impacted, it has huge positive effects on the nation. And we all know, is it? For example, in a workplace when it's influenced and impacted well, everybody works hard, works well. And what happens? The company therefore will do well. You see? And when company after company is doing well, it has impact and effect on the economy of the nation. And when the economy of the nation does well, everybody, you can see, friends, are generally in, everybody's generally in a good mood, isn't it? Why? Because when money flows, you find that people populate restaurants and shopping malls and shops and all kinds of things. It will affect all other sectors of society, whether it's in education, in technology, in whatever else there is. So there's a surge, as it were, in a positive mood across the nation. 
Friends, you know, when we impact and influence the marketplace, what a blessing this will produce right across the board for the whole nation. Now, if that is so, what is the place of the church in a workplace or a marketplace? In fact, friends, can I say the church is an important, powerful place, all right, in a workplace and marketplace. How does it work out? Firstly, friends, the job of the church is to equip God's people, all right, for the workplace, for the marketplace. And as you and I, friends, in a church, especially pastors and leaders, we must be equipping our people in our church, all right, so that when they are released out there in the workplace, they will make a mark and a difference. And that's the reason why, friends, Right, the whole area teaching members about the right perspective of work becomes very important. What other things you and I must be involved in teaching and communicate clearly to members of our church so that when they're out there in a place of work, friends, there'll be a wonderful influence and impact. A number of areas. Firstly, to teach our people that work is ordained by God and therefore it is right and good to work. Why? Because in Genesis chapter 2 and in verse 15, this is a record for us. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. You see, this is before the fall of man, right? There in the garden of Eden. See, it shows to us God took man, okay, and get them to work in the garden. And us, right at the start, friends, men, including women, of course, they're ordained to work. We are set aside for work, and that's very important for us. More than that, you know this, friends, Apostle Paul tells us like this in Second Thessalonians chapter 3 and in verse 10. For even when we're with you, we give you this rule, if a man will not work, he shall not eat. If a man does not work, he should not eat at all. That's, friends, you know, the strict, clear command of Scripture for all of us. So, friends, work is right, work is good, and work is important for you and I. The Bible makes it very clear for us. And so, friends, first and foremost, Work is ordained by God. If we're healthy and strong, we should, friends, unless we're not well, unless we are affected in some other ways physically, maybe that could. But even disabled people will find work, okay, and give themselves to it, which I'm so thankful to God for that. The second area is that work is worship, right? And so Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Everything including even eating and drinking, must be done to God's glory. Isn't it? And therefore, friends, you know, work is really a spiritual exercise. All right? There is no dichotomy between spiritual and sacred. Everything must be done to God's glory. So any and everything involved in friends must we make sure that it must glorify God. And therefore, it's a spiritual exercise. So work, friends, all right, is a spiritual exercise. Therefore, work is worship. That's so important. That's why the Hebrew for avoda, worship, it's the same root word as that of work in the Old Testament. And so, friends, there's never a dichotomy between spiritual and secular. All work, all kinds of work, right? They should honor and glorify God because it's an act of worship to God. Whether you work as a gardener, right, as a rubber tapper, as a secretary, as a clerk, as an accountant, doctor, law, engineer, whatever our work, friends, all these are acts, right, that should honor and glorify God. Very important. Thirdly, we must be excellent in our work. So Paul writes, Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for man. See, we're working for God, and not just for men or our pay packet whatsoever. Not at all, friends. That's why Christians' perspective work right, is so different from the world. We don't work for promotion. We don't work for a pay packet. We don't work for whatever other perks we might get. We work, friends, is because there we are serving the Lord. We are working for God. And, for, and because we're working for God, it means, friends, you know what? 
our work must be excellent. There must be high quality of our work. Now, if you're not doing work in our work, then go and learn, be trained, be equipped, or get someone to come alongside us to mentor, to, to, to apprentice us and help us to be a better worker. And that's so important, isn't it? So in our place of work, friends, we should be a model and example to others by our quality, by our excellence in it. So because that becomes a witness to the Lord in itself. The, another one is that then we are serving God and not just men. Why? Because in work there, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 7, serve wholeheartedly as if you are serving the Lord, not man. See, where we are working is serving. Very important. We're not serving our boss, our employer. We're not serving the company. At the heart of it all, friends, we are serving the Lord. We must continue to keep that in mind. It's so, so important because God is involved in our place of work. All right? It is so sad, friends, you know, when we, in a sense, okay, create a situation whereby God is dishonored because of our work and our style of work, that kind of thing, which is a real tragedy, isn't it, for us? So remember, friends, there we are serving God and not just man. Then, Finally, to give everyone the right understanding, motivation, and desire regarding work. Why is this important? Here, Apostle Paul, okay, writing and even instructing the whole age of slaves working for the masters. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 5 and 6. Right? Paul writes, Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear, and with sincerity of heart, just as you obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor and their eyes on you, but as slaves of Christ doing the will of God from your heart. Of course, in those days, we've got a masters and slaves kind of relation. Today, of course, right, if you translate to it in today's context, it's just, okay, bosses, okay, employees and employees, isn't it? And so for all of us who are employees, for example, we work with whole sincerity of heart. In us, our motivation is not because to please our boss, all right, to gain promotion, okay? But our motivation is one way there, I really want to honor God and please Him in every way indeed. And therefore, friends, you know, we don't do it because our boss is watching. We don't do it because our colleagues are watching or our superiors watching. No, we don't do that, friends. We do uh, our very best, whether anyone is around or not. And that's very important, friends, so that okay, our understanding, motivation, and desire for work is right and proper. Is it? So we don't drag our feet at work. Or sometimes, you know, we see other colleagues of yours not working as hard. So we say, why should I work as hard? No, no, no. We don't allow the culture around to dictate how we work. We carry on faithfully, all right, giving our best because there we're honoring God. There we are serving God. There is in our work, it is an act of worship to God. And that's very important. Now, you know, friends, the church should not only be equipping the people of God for the marketplace, the church should also be empowering God's people in the workplace, the marketplace. How do we empower God's people? Firstly, friends, you know what, right? We've got to pray for them, right? I trust we're ready to pray for our people at the workplaces, and that's so important, right? We don't just pray for, sometimes we only pray for missionaries who are sending out to go on a mission field to serve. No, I think we should also pray for different professions in our churches, right? To, okay, to really pray that the anointing of God for them, so that wherever they work, they will make a mark and a difference. That's very important. Don't you pray for them, friends, all right? But also to commission them that you all, in a sense, really are the servants of God. You all really, in a sense, are missionaries of God out there, okay, in a mission field, in a, in a workplace, in a marketplace, to bear witness for Christ, to serve, to honor God, but also in the midst of it all, friends, to really bear witness for Christ. And it's important. So this equipping part 
on the part of the church. That is also empowering part of the church. And that's where, friends, the church plays a crucial role out there in the workplace and the marketplace. And there's no dichotomy between church work as spiritual out there in the workplace as non-spiritual or secular. Not at all, friends. It is one and the same. Everything is spiritual and everything must be done to the honor and glory of God. Now, if that is so, if there's a perspective that the workplace out there, marketplace, a huge mission field, and that you and I should be involved in playing our part, our role as a church to help our people in the workplace, how finally do we build influence in a workplace? How can we do that? A few thoughts I want to share with you. Firstly, friends, regularly pray for your work, your workplace, and your colleagues. That's what we should be doing, isn't it? In fact, I would say pray every day for your workplace, for your colleagues, okay, and for your own work there as well in, in that workplace. Very important because we all know the importance of prayer. We know the power of prayer, is it? That God will begin to work in a wonderful. So pray specifically for some of the colleagues that you are connected with in a greater manner, okay, that God will lead you, enable you to somehow, okay, influence, impact them in a wonderful manner. Pray for your bosses. Pray for whoever it may be, friends, that you can connect with. That's important. And that's the first thing we must do often, regularly, if not even daily. The second thing is to be excellent in our work. As I said, to be outstanding, because that in itself is a witness for the law. That in itself, friends, will truly, you know, give honor and glory to God. A good example I can think of is Daniel in the Old Testament. And this is a record given to us in Daniel chapter 6, verses 3 and 4. Okay, and the record is this for us. Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. See, friends, that's Daniel, or excellent, outstanding in work, isn't it? So that those around him were trying to find for couldn't find anything wrong with him. A man of integrity, a man who seek to do everything and all things, right, so that God will be honored and glorified. I pray, my friends, that this is a case for everyone here in first age in Kuala Lumpur, that in your workplace, the marketplace where you're in, where God has privileged you to be there, really, that you'll be so good in your work, that that itself is a fantastic testimony, all right, to the power of God at work in your life and a great witness for Christ in the process. A third area is to make time to build friendships and relationships. That in our workplace, all right, here are people we should relate to often and regularly. Okay, and that's very important, isn't it? How do you build friendships and relationships? One simple way is what? Go for lunches together. Unless you tell me, my friends, you and AG, you always pass and pray, okay, and never go even for your lunch. Right? Now, we all do, isn't it? And we should, we must. Okay, very important, isn't it? And so, you know what? Every day, for example, go out with two or three, go two or three for lunches. Okay, that's the way to put friendships and relationships. And over time, you know who are more open for deeper conversations. And then you know what? Then you go one-on-one. -on -one, okay? And this is where we go one-on-one. -on -one. This is where, friends, you start to begin to be able to take a conversation and turn it around and become not a secular conversation, a spiritual conversation for the Lord. How do we do that? All right, can I suggest one or two tips? Uh, simply, for example, talk about work itself. Okay, ask your colleague friend John, what is it you like about working here? Let John share. 
after the you share what you like about working here. Then after turn it around, John, have you ever faced one challenge working here in this place? Now we all do face challenges, is it? So let John share. And after that, then you share. Supposing it is true for you, you're given one work assignment, okay? And uh, and you tell John, I was given this work. Actually, uh, it is not difficult to do. Just that the deadline is so short, you know? All right, our mutual boss sometimes, all right, sometimes it goes crazy, assign this work to me, all right, can be done. But this the deadline is so short, it's almost impossible. But John, you know what? Actually, I got it done. I surprised her. But John, you know, actually, I pray like crazy. You know, by the way, I'm a Christian. You see, that's where your faith has come out now, isn't it? Then after that, all right, you share, John, okay, how you could, could get it done. And John, hey, by the way, are you a Christian? Or oh, you are not? Can we talk further? You know what I mean? So talk about work. Or another area, talk about health. Hey, John, what do you do to keep healthy and strong? You look like strong and healthy. What do you do to keep healthy and strong? Let John share. Then after that, you share. What do you do to keep healthy and strong? Then turn it around. John, have you ever faced a health challenge before in your life? Let John share. Is that? And when it comes to your turn, suppose this is true for you. You know, John, I wasn't feeling well. You know, for some time, I was dragging, dragging, uh, not keen to go and see a doctor. Finally, eventually, I said, I better go. Then I went to see a doctor. The doctor put me through a whole battery of tests. And three weeks later, called me in, sat in his clinic, and the doctor looked me eyeball to eyeball and said, my friend, I want to let you know, I do have good news for you. Actually got cancer. The moment the doctor told me that, you know, my face turned pale. All right, I was gripped with fear. And you know what, John? After that, I became sleep. I had sleepless nights. Okay, I started losing weight. In fact, okay, I was depressed in the in the process. Okay, and I was so gripped by all the uncertainties ahead of me. What's going to happen? To, what's going to happen to our family? And I started losing weight. And all kinds of problems started settling upon my life. But in a process, actually, I became a Christian, John. I was so desperate for whatever can help me. In a process, I actually became a Christian. right? And I believe, John, you know what? I can't say I'm completely healed. But more importantly, John, you know, there's a peace in my heart. There's a hope for the future because Jesus has done amazing work in my life. So, John, by the way, are you a Christian? You see, that's how, friends, you know, right? You turn the conversation on to become spiritual. So your faith comes up, you bear witness to Christ. There's so many things you can talk about. Even talk about sports and games. Talk about your holidays. Talk about your children, isn't it? What do you do? Weekends with your children. Let John share after that, you share, isn't it? Friends, you know, it's important, friends, to build friendships and relationships out of that, friends. Right? To share, to seize those opportunities. Isn't it? Another important area is to show thoughtfulness, compassion, and love uh, with our colleagues at a workplace. How? For example, if a colleague is unwell, go and visit that person, even in a hospital, or sometimes a child of your colleague is unwell, go and visit that person in a home or in a hospital. And at the end, you know what? As you comfort them, encourage them, volunteer to pray for them. See, if you don't mind, All right, by the way, I'm a Christian. Can I just pray for you? You know, friends, anyone who has got a sick child, a sick parent, whatever, or sick himself or herself, will be delighted for prayer, isn't it? All right? And this is what you and I must do, friends, because as we show compassion and love, this is where people begin to open up. And friends, this is where you engage with them and you see God at work. And then as you engage with them, keep on praying for them. Friends, you know what? God will surely work because what? His heart desires for all to be saved and none to be lost, you see? And so that's important, friends, for you to seize all these options available, you see? But there's one final thing. 
But the final thing that we must all do in our workplace is to bear witness to our faith in Christ. Very important. Paul writes in 2 Timothy chapter 1, uh, verse 7 and the first part of verse 8. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love and of self-discipline. So do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord. You see, friends, don't be ashamed to testify. Speak about Jesus. Bear witness to Jesus. More than that, here Paul tells us, we are not given a spirit of timidity, all right, okay, whatsoever, but a spirit of power, of love, of a sound mind, of confidence and faith in Christ, isn't it? And so, friends, you know, sometimes we are timid, we are nervous. Pray for God's empowering for God's enabling upon you so that you bear witness to Lord Jesus Christ that He promises, that Jesus promises in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Alright? Wait for the Holy Spirit to come and then you will witness. So pray, Holy Spirit, come fill me, empower me so that I'll bear witness for you anywhere, everywhere, anytime, every time. Why? Because it is, friends, you know what? When people come to faith in Christ, the whole process of change and transformation starts. You see? All of us can testify. Since coming to faith in Christ, our lives have been changed and transformed. Isn't it? Right? Why? By the power of God and the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel, is it? This is really, friends, God's answer to transforming of lives and therefore impacting our workplace as we see one by one coming to faith in Christ, and which is so important for you and I, say, Friends, you and I got the key and the power to change a society, change lives of individuals. What is that? The gospel of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. With that, friends, how can we lose as you How come we are not impacting the workplace? You know why? Because we will not be prayerful. Secondly, we will not be intentional. Thirdly, we are not building relationship. Fourthly, we are not showing love, care and compassion towards them. And out of their friends, you know what? Pray that God will give wisdom, courage and boldness to connect to share. All right? And let your faith come up and see what would good do, what God would do in and to your life in a wonderful way. The joy and the blessing of people to faith in Christ, seeing their lives transform and then enabling them to be full of the life of, of the church. Is it? Then, after that, together, let's go to impact, all right? Other people, all right? To faith in Christ. Eh? What a joy, what a blessing, what a privilege, right? In this regard, really, is it? Let me close with this example. I mean, here in UMC, we've been offering free food for people to come to pick up, collect, cook, really cook food, all right? All right, we started about two months ago. But there's this gentleman who came a day earlier before we started this free food distribution he heard about. So he was told by our cafe staff, so we're only starting tomorrow. And then he walked back to the car. All right. When I heard about it, I dashed out, grabbed hold of him just as the car was going to be driven off by a friend of his who's a driver. I said, can you come? Can you come? I hate you. You want your food. He said, can you come? Right. I brought him in. I want to buy you. Okay. Food for you. He said, okay. He was very appreciative. I said, what about your friend waiting in the car? Can I get one for him? He said, no, no, no. Just for me now. And so I said, can you wait for about 10 minutes? The food will, be, food will be cooked for you. So, yeah, yeah, so no problems at all. And so we ordered the food. In the process of waiting, I turned to him and said, Hi, what's your name? Mike. I said, So good to meet you, Mike. Okay. By the way, Mike, my name is Daniel. Okay. I'm a pastor, a pastor of this church. Oh, this is a church. I don't know. Do not about it. You know, Mike, you know what? You're very special. Our seven and a half billion people go take you to meet a pastor, Mike. You know, so are you a Christian? Oh, I'm not. My family is. But what about you? No. You're not friends. Sharing about Jesus, it was my joy and privilege to lead him in faith in Jesus Christ. And so you know what, friends? Mike not only walked off with a free pack of food, he walked off knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of his life. What a blessing, privilege, and joy for us to be able to do that. Isn't it? 
And I told Mike, from now on, let's you come and join us. We walk through with you, follow up and help you to be a disciple in the life of the church. I said, what do you do, Mike? He said, I'm a guitarist. Oh, this is a church. I can volunteer, okay, to, to help the church. It's a great, fantastic, Mike. Okay, come and connect with us. It'll be great in the coming days. Friends, you know, you and I can infect one at a time. And if we do that one at a time, you and I can change the whole place. Take, for example, here in the Klang Valley, there's about 100,000 committed Christians. I believe there's a lot more than that. Let's say 100,000 committed right, Christians to faith in Christ. If every one of us were to impact just one, by the end of this year, how many people have we touched? It becomes 200,000. And next year, if we all do this, just impacting one, listen, in our workplace, it becomes 400,000. Following year, 800,000. Year after, 1.6 million. Year after, 3.2 million. Right? And year after, it becomes 6.4 million. We basically touch the whole of Klang Valley. And in no time, we touch the whole of Malaysia. But friends, you know, what's the issue and the problem? Main thing is this, we're not be praying hard enough. Second, we're not be intentional. Thirdly, we're not building friendship relationship. And fourthly, what we do not how to turn our conversation, spiritual conversations to see people in touch, change and transform and help them to together to impact the world for Jesus Christ. Friends, you and I must double up. Okay? Because sometimes it's very painful for me to ask someone in a workplace, you've been there how long? Five, five years, right? How many people led to faith in Christ? None, none. Five years there, you've not had a single one to faith in Christ. You know, friends, I believe, you know, it is just not right because we have got the greatest of all news. Isn't that Jesus commits to us, go into all the make me disciples of all nations. Here's his command. His last commission should be our first command to follow, isn't it? And this good news, you, you can, and I all know, this is one that, that will change everyone in this world. Friends, you know, let us double up, isn't it? Right, so the whole area, friends, of mission evangelism becomes primary because this is such an important news, right, that people need to know. And that's so important. And that's how, friends, as one by one come to faith in Christ, you will begin to see the workplace, the marketplace transformed for Christ. You will see the nation impacted. You will see, friends, the mood of the nation, even right now, however bad it is, will be changed and transformed in the process. You and I, friends, got the answer in the key. And let's go for it together and not waste time. Is it okay? Let us pray. With our heads bowed and eyes closed, I want to pray firstly, those of us tuning in who have not yet taken a step of faith to trust in Christ as Lord and Saviour. And if you like to, I want to lead you in this prayer of faith to trust in Jesus Christ. There's four steps involved in the simple prayer of faith. Acknowledging you're a sinner. Believing Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. Thirdly, ask Him to forgive you of your sins. And fourthly, invite Him to your life as Lord and Savior. The simple act of faith. My friend, you become a child of God. You're in for the right of your life. An amazing journey with Jesus Christ. And I assure you, my friend, you will experience amazing, amazing grace, goodness and blessings of God upon love. Not there will be no challenges, difficulties. But in the midst of all that, you will know God's power, God's enabling. God's strength to it all. So if you like to, will you follow after me this prayer in your heart? Because it's all-knowing God. He knows as long as we pray this sincerely. Lord Jesus Christ, I thank and I praise you for your love for me. I want to say that I'm a sinner. I believe you died on a cross for my sins. Please forgive me of my sins and come right now into my life. Be my Lord and my Saviour. 
take control of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and your power and give me your love, your peace and your joy and enable me from today onwards to walk with you, Lord Jesus Christ, and to be a faithful follower of yours. Thank you, Jesus. Father, for those who break this prayer, Lord, I ask you by your Holy Spirit, seal it deep in every heart, every life, and bring this new birth and new life to pass. And enable this, Father, I pray, O oh God, to be discipled in First AG Kuala Lumpur. So it will grow in faith, O oh God, I pray, Father, so that together we will begin to reach out to touch many for Jesus Christ in our workplace, in our community, wherever you put us in, Father, I pray. So bless his precious ones, O oh God, I ask our Father. And now I pray, O oh God, for First AG, for every one of us, Bless, O oh God, the work and ministry of, of the people of your say the first G A G K L Father, I pray. Bless Pastor Mike, O oh God, as he gives leadership there together with the leaders of the church. Oh God, we prepare well, Father, I pray, in an increasing manner to equip one another so that we be good and outstanding in our workplace. So we have witness, O oh God, and making us influence and impact in that process. So that Father, I pray, O oh God, Kuala Lumpur into the whole of Klang Valley will be impacted for Jesus Christ. That honor and glory will be given to you, Father, I pray. So bless each one, O oh God, I pray, Father, in all that we're seeking to do, O oh God, I ask, to bear witness, O oh God, to influence, transform the marketplace for Christ, Father, I pray, in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Well, God bless all of you. Okay, First Assembly, KL, have a great day, okay, in everything you do, and God will enrich you in every way indeed. God bless you all.
church, just begin to worship the Lord.
Yes, Lord. Take all of us that you will use us for your kingdom, O God. And I hope that that will be your prayer today. As you sing the song, as you have heard the message, I believe that there are a lot of things to digest from Pastor Daniel's message this morning. But I hope that you will gain a better and biblical perspective of work, workplace, or even your study life. That workplace is the largest mission field church on earth. And there are huge opportunities for us to make impact for the kingdom of God. And the workplace and the marketplace, if it is rightly influenced by us, if we do our part, we can have a positive nation, a positive influence on our nation church. And also, therefore, let's start building influence in our workplace and also in our study place that we will regularly pray for our workplace and study place, for our colleague. And let's continue to be excellent in our work because we are not working just merely for profits or livelihood. Those are important, but we are working for our Lord. And also, let's make time to build relationships with our colleagues to have care and concern for them. And let us start taking up that courage to share our faith, to have spiritual conversation as the example given by Pastor Daniel. And so, if you want that, if you say that, God, use me, once again, let's come to a time of prayer. And let me invite you to just close your eye. Raise up your hands, church, wherever you are. And let me pray a prayer of blessing unto you, asking God to use you as that vessel. Father Lord, as we have heard your message, as we have voiced up our prayer, given unto you in tithes and offering, as we have sang, Father Lord, the song, take all of me, Father God, to respond to you, I pray for every hands lifted up, every heart open up to you that you will use us as a vessel for the kingdom of God. And right now, Father Lord, that your Holy Spirit will once again inspire us, that we live our life, even though we work from home, study from home, that nonetheless, we will make an influence to the workplace. Build, Father Lord, bridges with our friends and colleagues, and we will work with all our heart, O oh God. I ask, Father Lord, that you will give us the strength Refresh us if we are fatigued. Once again, lift us up, Father Lord, if we are burnt out, especially when we are stressed, Father Lord. Stress, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will strengthen us, that by the joy of the Lord, with the joy of the Lord, that you will give us that strength, Father God, that you will lift us up, Father Lord, overcome the stress that we will not always say we are stressful, are tired, Give us, Father Lord, the rest needed. Give us, Father Lord, the strength needed, Father God. Overcoming, Father Lord, the world, the workplace, the stress. Because your blood of Jesus Christ have given us that joy, that strength, and that hope, that power. Thank you, Father Lord. And as you see us, Father Lord, holding up our hands unto you as a gesture of surrender, you know, Father Lord, those of us who have financial issue, those of us who have needs, all as we know, Father God, our friends or family members who have needs, we want to pray. And I want to pray for you. And even as you stand in the gap, thinking on behalf of another person who have needs, right now, I want to pray, Father Lord, that your providence, 
Your sustenance will be upon them right now, Father God. You are our Father in heaven. You will take good care of us as you have taken care of the birds of the air and the lilies of the field. How much more that you will take good care of us, Father God. Father Lord, open our eyes. Let us see, Father Lord, with the eyes of faith. Let's believe and trust in the faith and faithfulness of our Lord as we struggle through this time, Father God. To my brothers and sisters who have, in, who have needs, Father Lord, take care of them. Use us, use me, Father Lord, so that we will reach out to them. We will have care and compassion for them. And at the same time, we grow because we become more and more like you to love neighbor as ourselves. Thank you for the opportunity to care for one another. In Jesus' name we ask and we pray. Amen. 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 Let me end by giving you these two reflection questions. Number one, what are the joys and challenges you have at your workplace? And how has the church encouraged and equipped you to be more effective in the workplace or marketplace. Secondly, share an instance of breakthrough in your workplace and also how the Lord used you to bear witness to your faith. What lesson do you learn from it and what would you advise your fellow church members to do? So these are the two questions that I hope that you will really take time, ponder, because you are not just listener of the word, be doer of the word, meditate on it, chew on it and share these two questions in your small group or with your spouse. And before we go, let me give you a very special announcement that on the 25th September, on a Saturday, 10 o'clock, we will have a special webinar, web seminar, with our speaker today, Pastor Daniel Ho, that I have invited him to give a special seminar that we will come together in Zoom meeting life that he will be speaking to us it will be an interaction interaction uh, session together with him that we have a good time to talk about work and faith so stay tuned for the announcement to get to know more about it and i hope that you will make that date 25th september saturday 10 o'clock to the zoom i hope to see you there and also see you next sunday in our online prayer meeting, uh, sorry, uh, online Sunday service, and also the prayer meeting. God bless you. Bye-bye.